0: Hello, and welcome to Chatting, a podcast where people chat about how they learn and use English. My name is Sam, I'm a CELTA teacher and a performer, and I have a particular interest in pronunciation and expression. In each episode, non-native and native speakers will chat about their experiences with English, share their advice, and, at the end, I'll give some pronunciation tips for you to take away and practise. So, ready? Let's get chatting. This episode, I'm chatting with Anne. Anne is from California. She's a nurse and has just started a master's degree. We met in a cafe, socially distanced, so you will hear some cafe sounds. We chatted about accents and articulation, word choices, the language of a community, and academic writing. But I started by asking Anne to tell me a little bit about herself.
1: I am originally from Arizona. I'm a nurse and I went to school as a nurse. And so I've worked for 20 years at the hospital. And we moved in 2017 to China, to Qingdao, China. We worked at an international school, uh, my husband was a teacher and I was a school nurse, and our kids both attended the school.
0: Okay, so let's start at the beginning with just you then. Yeah. How would you describe your English? Like in the way that you speak, uh, the vocabulary you use, your accent? How would you describe your English?
1: So I was raised mostly on the West Coast, West area of the United States. So um, my accent, I think, is more Western, more neutral. Even though when I went to school in Boston and I took a voice and articulation class and, um, and the woman, my teacher, um, I said, well, I don't really have an accent. And she laughed at me because I do. (laughs) So I do. And some of the uh, things I learned that voice and articulation class is like my pronunciation, I over um, articulate my A's and things. And, um, Another thing when I was growing up, I stuttered. So I it was a combination of speaking too fast, but I also I really did stutter for about 5 years. Okay. And I I learned tricks like to speak, so sometimes I think I over articulate some words which kind of slows my speaking down. I think that has actually influenced the way I speak a little bit. Sometimes I over articulate
0: consonants, I think. Then moving to China. Yeah. So how did you find it trying to communicate with students?
1: So the school was an English language school. So okay. all
0: of the students
1: either had some level of English. We always had Chinese teachers working in the classroom uh-huh. who spoke English quite well. So I, you know, not just in China, but when I've lived overseas and other times, I have realized that my fast speaking way I speak um, is not very kind, really. And so I do find that I have to slow, and consider what they're hearing. And um, so I think especially talking to children, where their language would be sort of limited, I would just have to maybe use shorter words, something that's more easily
0: understood. So after two years of being in China, Mm -hmm. was there anything in particular that you found had changed with your English because of the way maybe that you had to modify to be understood?
1: Hmm. I think maybe... Yes, of course, it did. Because I think I've never, for such a long period of time, been in the presence of people who don't speak English as their first language. I think it made me more aware of like my word choices, that sometimes we have like regional things that we say that someone's not going to understand.
0: It's funny, is it? I don't know, do you ever think about if you're speaking to pe- English speakers from other countries? Yeah. So, you know, you and I. Yeah. Do you modify... I think so I,
1: I think I mean you know how we have just our little differences that we word that we use for like lorry in a truck you know things like that mm. which sometimes I might just incorporate into my language a little more if I was with people from like the UK so mm. that would be something
0: I think maybe non-native speakers think that everybody in the UK has the same accent yeah. everybody in America has the same accent yeah. yeah people ex- just understand each other it yes. can be quite tricky sometimes yeah
1: it's even, like, southern accents, so I haven't spent a lot of... I mean, there are... I know I've heard people, like, when you go to the deep south of the U.S., it's,
0: like, foreign language. You can't understand. <laughs> so. Within learning about nursing, is there an international bank of vocabulary that you can take to different places, or do you have to learn new things every time you move around?
1: In... Nursing, I think there is sort of a language for, like you know, it's either Latin-based or um, Greek-based. But I know, I'm thinking of my experience with dealing with the nurses from, like, the clinics in Qingdao because I became quite connected to them. They, I, I needed backup. I needed, like, um, people to ask questions. And while we didn't have the same spoken language, I think we had, like, Scientific language, not science, but like a nursing language. We did have that in common, which helped, I think, maybe bridge a little, of, make, make more of a connection. Yeah. yeah. But specifically language, uh, it's funny. I go on Reddit, onto the nursing subreddit, and I, I love it because there's some things. This is just English language, of course, but like there are some language that's used or just experiences that we do in nursing that are just so... All nurses do that. We all know, you know. We all experience it. We all use the same like equipment, you know. And and we have and uh, you know, we just have that common experience. Yeah, yeah.
0: exactly. And I guess only you speak that language you know you, your nursing community speaks that particular it, language it's
1: right that's right it's really the community in fact I'm taking that I'm going to get my master's right now in, in public health I forgot oh, nice. to mention that oh, yeah, and wow. um, and it's at the London School of Hygiene and Tropical Medicine ah, and uh, so we're doing the distance learning and the um uh, we just did an online class yesterday and they were talking about what communities you belong to and um you do belong to a community. Like, nursing is definitely a a community that I belong to, and I feel like there is a language, like, associated with that. When you're learning a new language,
0: what's the first word you
1: try and learn? Thank you. Yeah. (laughs) Me too. Does it? Yeah. (laughs) I've also found excuse me is also Uh a really good one. Yeah,
0: thank you and excuse me. These are definitely the winning words, I think.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) All right, well, let's think about learning languages and learning English. So there's a saying that... English as a language is the easiest to learn, but the hardest to perfect. Yeah, what do you think about that?
1: Do you agree? Well, I feel like that is true because I'm always learning. La- I mean, learning the language too. And while I think my vocabulary isn't terrible, and I um, I love to read, so I've acquired a lot of language. And but then using like I can read the the word. But then I don't incorporate that into my pers- own personal vocabulary, which I, I wish I did. You know, I wish I, I did. So I feel like there's always words to learn. And when you hear someone who has a broad vocabulary, it just, it's just beautiful. So I feel like lang- like English is very difficult. And I know like with, in school, I'm writing a lot and I still... What, what are the sort of issues with... Uh academic writing do you think well it has to be more concise Uh and i actually like like that the academic writing has taught me a lot of and then the more you know the more you do it the better the easier it becomes maybe not the better i become but the easier it becomes Mm -hmm. and um i think it doing more academic writing has taught me to be more concise even in my you know casual way i I write
0: so what of your skills the grammar um, vocabulary maybe even pronunciation would you improve if you could
1: um i would improve my vocabulary for sure even i find like it's it's limited and i find i have sometimes repeat using the same words and i'll have to go online and use a thesaurus to try to find something that sounds better or just expresses expresses it more clearly so i feel like i can express myself writing better because i need more time to think sometimes um so I feel like in writing uh I can take time to select the word choices
0: whereas
1: in talking I'm I'm not I'm usually talking kind of fast and it's kind of spontaneous and I'm not choosing the words as carefully as I do when I'm writing. Final question. What advice would you give to an English learner to help them? I would say first and foremost that never to be embarrassed about trying. It's I have so much admiration for language learners. When I've talked to people who are really at the beginning stages of their English learning, I am so impressed at their courage to give it a try and to. So I would say, keep on trying. Never have any fear. Just keep on making the, those mistakes because, from an English speaking speaker's ear, I don't mind hearing those mistakes. You, you just um, you have to practice. So, keep on talking and then reading I think is a great way of taking of learning and learning new vocabulary. So, we all read so much now on our phones. So, if you can choose re- good English sources to get some new ways of saying things. Yeah. When I think back of my own like when I was learning French and I was really serious for a while. When I was serious and I was really reading and underlining and like writing down vocabulary words, it that's stuck. So sometimes that extra effort you put in makes a really big difference. And it, it does go into those deep recesses of your
0: brain, you yeah. know? It sticks there. I like that a lot. Like the effort pays off.
1: It does pay off. Yeah, yeah it's I- worth it.
0: Never get embarrassed. If you don't try, you don't improve. So take Anne's advice and keep on trying. Accents vary so much across the English-speaking world and it's difficult for English learners to know which is the right one if there even is a right one. So, this episode's pronunciation tip is about going back to basics. The best place to start with pronunciation is with an introduction. Mouth. Meet tongue. Thinking about the sound you produce with your mouth and your tongue can really help your English pronunciation so let's do a few exercises first imagine you're in a kitchen and you smell your favorite food and you say mm, 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 i'm hungry now notice where is the sound is it in the front of your mouth with your lips mm, or is it in the back of your mouth with your throat mm. if it's in the front Great. If it's in the back, try and produce the sound more at the front. Try to make your lips buzz a little, so mmm, maybe touch your face. Feel the buzz, mmm, mmm, mmm. When we speak English, the sound should be more at the front of your face. Think about the sound around your nose, your mouth, your lips. This is where we want to produce the sound. Next, place the tip of your tongue on the top part of your mouth that is closest to your top front teeth and gently make the sounds L, D and N. L, D, N. Don't stick your tongue out. Keep it in your mouth. Only use the tip of your tongue and only touch the flesh connected to your front teeth. L, D, N. Notice how it feels. Is it easy? Do you want to change the position of your tongue? Your tongue should stay the same every time you make these sounds. L, D, N and the sound should be in the same place as mmm now say London and try not to change the position of your tongue London Finally, let's add T This is an unvoiced consonant which we also call a fricative because it creates an explosive sound of air The tip of your tongue should still only touch behind your top teeth. So in exactly the same place as L, D, N. Keeping your tongue in the same place. Now say London town. London town. Notice. Do you want to change the position of your tongue? Really try not to. This is good practice. Keep the tongue in the same place. London town over to you to practice so there we are the transcript of this episode is available to read on the podcast's webpage so take a look join me next time for more pronunciation tips more advice and most importantly more chatting my thanks again to Anne and for her music a massive thanks to the wonderful Mara Carlisle. Bye for now.